0: Happy New Year with Daddy, friends and family. Welcome back to the channel. And as usual, thank you for all the support. Tonight's guest is being featured in our Sporting Legends Showcase. So, from Montreal, Quebec, Canada, via Old Road, St. Mary's, Antigua, standing at six feet, nine inches tall, weighing 245 pounds, he is a former NBA player and two-time NBA champion with the Miami Heat. He also played for the Boston Celtics, Detroit Pistons, and the San Antonio Spurs. So ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together and help me welcome to the show, Mr. Joel Anthony. Welcome to Wadaddy TV.
1: Thank you, thank you very much for having me.
0: Beautiful. Glad to have you. So I don't know if you've had a chance to look at our work, but Wadadley TV is a multi-platform direct to social media channel dedicated to showcasing Wadadley excellence. We have a lot of smart, talented, high achieving, well-established Antigans and Barbudans who are out there crushing it. Big business owners, CEOs. Uh, Doctors, neurosurgeons, artists, uh, sports people, NBA players, WNBA players, people on Broadway that we just don't know that they're Antigans, first of all. Um, And we just don't know anything about them. Uh, So uh, also, there are a lot of up and coming superstars, very talented, young Antigans that are destined to do great things who also need a little support. Um, There are a lot of great things that happen in Antigua, not just carnival, a lot of great humanitarian charity work, fundraising for worthy causes happen in Antigua that gets almost no coverage. Uh, There are a lot of great things that are Antigua centric that happen outside Antigua (laughs) that gets no coverage. Uh, So we're trying to rectify that. All right. Uh we're just trying to use a little 21st century technology to raise that awareness, make people aware what's happening, give them some exposure, give them that publicity and that coverage beyond the water's edge. So that's the real goal of this little project here. Uh what are your thoughts on that?
1: I think that's uh that's great. You know, it's something that I've I've always been been proud of. I've you know been very fortunate you know e- even though i you know i was born and raised in montreal um I was, I was able to stay close to my roots um my mother she she used to make sure we uh, i'd go back to Antigua almost almost every summer uh right. as a kid growing up every other summer um and so to to remain connected uh you know to that country and understand where i right. came from and have that sense of pride right um you know, it, it always meant a lot to me, you know, when people ask, you know, like where I'm from, you know, I, I'd always tell them, I guess I was, no, I, I am, you know, Canadian, but my family is, you know, from Antigua, Antigua yeah. and I am Antiguan. And uh, if there's ever, you know, a flag to represent, like the Antiguan one is always the first one that, you know, nice. I, I've, I've always I've always made sure to to show and wave. And, uh, you know, <laughs> when people ask it, 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 it did you know, always mean a lot to me uh, growing up to have that. And even, you know, even now, and, you know, as I got got older, as things progressed and I started to play professionally, and it was still something that, you know, I wanted to just add it in any time I, you know, I could, you know, people, you know, they used to ask me, well, what was your favorite place, you know, to to visit? I always said, you know, like Antigua, you know, so people understood, you know, where I'm, uh, you know where where I'm from what's what's my background? you know that's a question that always gets asked so uh, you yeah, I'm, know I'm happy or always always proud of that. and I think it's great that there're you know these type of platforms that are able to give that opportunity f- you know for exposure for you know antigans that are you know are around that we, we just you know don't know about exactly. and yeah. uh, it, it's about raising raising that awareness. yeah absolutely. Well, I can vouch for Joel because um, as long as I can
2: remember, it was at his grandfather's house in Old Road eating those mangoes on Sundays.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, a yeah. yeah, a ball. Everyone gets a ball of mangoes.
2: A ball of mangoes. <laughs> and I would just, like, let yeah. us go to town on it. Let's just talk about um, your your beginnings in terms of basketball um did you were you always attracted to basketball um as a teenager or what were you introduced to the game um at some point
1: um I I would say I was I was interested in the game as a as a fan uh when I was younger right uh it wasn't you know uh, it definitely wasn't my my number one sport. I love, uh, American football and love wow. you know, I watch. I, you know, grew up, I was watching like NFL games all the time, CFL games. Cause I was growing up, I grew up in, in Montreal, uh, Canada. Yeah. Um, so that was, you know, that was at least into the team sport that that was, that's what I really focused on. And then I love track. I love track and field um you know i used to you know used to always always love all the races get a chance to watch the races during the olympics um you know saying so as a kid that's what i was attracted to i always always wanted to run i always wanted to try and be the fastest and I, i loved uh football as well and so uh, there there was always an interest in basketball i loved watching it you know i grew up in the era of you know michael jordan and the bulls dynasty uh, uh, so you know you, you used to love watching uh watching the nba nba on nbc uh all the time growing up um but the, my love for basketball uh you know didn't really come on until later um you know probably probably when i was turning uh 17 16 17 like around then is when mm. i really started to focus a lot more on it i transferred from a school uh, i went to a school that was closer to my house and mm. where where i lived there was and like it was a small school so there was no football team so i went from a a bigger school i went to a private school when uh, from mm. seventh to, to ninth grade and mm. you know i was able to play all the sports you know i played some basketball, football, rugby, even. Um, right. And then when I when I transferred to, to that other school, they only had basketball. You know, it was, you know, the school didn't have, Whoa. you know, a lot of money, it was extremely small, so they only had basketball. And also at that time, so that summer, as I was going over, I had my growth spurt. So I went from six foot to six, six in the summer um uh, wow. <laughs> and yeah 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 so it was pretty uh it was, it was a pretty big change a pretty big jump right. and and yeah. and from then I I just you know because it was it was my environment I just happened to be taller I was just focusing a lot more on basketball obviously I played on the basketball team over there and um that that really became um, or more of my focus. You know, I didn't even really realize it, but I just, you know, totally left football and everything like that behind because it wasn't even something that was an option for me anymore.
0: Right. right. Hey, I'm I'm still waiting for my growth spurt. Uh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you you, picked, you think there's hope? Trust me.
2: No. <laughs> He'll come you He <laughs> Walk me through your draft night. Like, what did
1: that feel like? When you realize you were gonna actually play in the NBA, well, uh, it, like like for me, like I, I didn't really know because like I wasn't So like going oh, into okay. it, it was it was really you know the the whole process was really about you know. So I signed with an agent, and mm-hmm. uh, you know he he basically had set me up to uh, work out. There's this place called uh, Impact um over Mm. in in vegas anyone that you know is is, is into like professional basketball knows of it um it's a a, a, like a great facility a lot of pros go over there you know they they had guys from um you know kevin garnett chauncey billups and then you know Mm. those are some of the guys that helped start it up and then like since then um it's run by uh joe abunazar and i was fortunate enough to to, to go over there and you know it, it's different different players that, are, that were there when, when i went um you know so a lot of guys getting ready for pre-draft a lot of guys that ended up ended up getting drafted first round second round um that were, were over there working out getting ready for the draft because they had workouts and you know they're, they're trying to be sharp and it really prepares you for that so i was over there working out and you know my agent told me he's like look like we'll put you you know have you here to help you get ready um mm-hmm. but he was very honest he was like look i don't know if you're going to get a workout i just know like i'm telling you i'm going to work for you and you know um, i'm going to put you in the best possible position that i can right. yeah. and you know just uh, uh just kind of had faith that i was going to be able to you know be in a situation where i'd, I'd get a chance to showcase it. so it started out where someone just ended up uh uh, dropping out of a workout it was in phoenix someone oh. dropped out of a workout in phoenix mm-hmm. and they called they're like look we, we need someone to come in uh you know right away and i ended up uh i ended up going over there uh was able to you know do really well and uh, i actually got brought back you know for oh. for, 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 for a second workout after and, and mm-hmm. you know slowly like people started to talk and you know, mm-hmm. and then more workouts came and more workouts came. And by the end there was, you know, I I'd, I'd seen like, well, like 10, 11 teams. Like I was Whoa. just, you know, I, I was just going around. Nice. I did a whole tour, nice. you know, <laughs> and I was just going around like all, all these different workouts. And so, you know, but still, um, I knew, you know, it was very unlikely for me to get drafted, you know, it was oh. you know, possibly like like someone could have seen me in, in the second, you know, in late second round maybe, but, um you know it was very unlikely so what happened is that the draft came draft went and then as soon as and my agent told me this is exactly how how it happened that's exactly how it happened he was like as soon as the draft is over once they announce the 60th pick he's like my phone's gonna start ringing and (laughs) it's gonna be people that want to bring you into camp Mm -hmm. so you know, because that's what happens after all. All that's done, like everyone's trying to figure out who, who they're going to bring into camp. And so, I had an opportunity with all the teams I had done two workouts at Sacramento. They wanted to bring me in on a partial contract, and then the Miami Heat wanted to bring me in on a partial contract as well. And I'd worked out for them, yeah. So ultimately, we we ended up going uh, going to uh, to Miami, and uh, I was basically a uh, partial partial contract you know, they, they gave me a little bit of money to go into uh, uh summer league and, mm-hmm. you know, from summer league there, moved on, uh, went to training camp. Mm-hmm. Um, training camp had to make, you know, m- make my way and make it to the, to, to the final, uh, to the final roster uh, was able to survive. Like all of the cuts that they made, there was about <laughs> like, close to six of us that really? were, uh, that were there. And there was like, like one, two spots. And uh, you know, we was able to make it opening day roster, and uh, you know, like, like that's you know kind of how I ended up, um, you know, making it in. So it was it was a process, and I was still on that that partial contract. Like my my contract wasn't even fully guaranteed until January, you know. So Damn. still, uh, you know, no, 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 nothing was like ever like completely given. It was. You know, so stuff that I, I had to earn and had to, you know, continue to work or work my way through, right, uh, to be yeah. able to get it. I gotta tell you, this is
0: this is this is some fascinating stuff. This is the stuff <laughs> you don't see on camera, right? You see draft night and all the glitz and the glamour, and you know, guys wearing hats and swapping. But to get this background behind the scenes insight, I'll tell you why it's valuable. There's another Joel Anthony out there right now who might see this, who's a you know prospect, maybe top prospect, some kind of prospect in Antigua, some of the place that is unfamiliar to the process, just like me and Jomo unfamiliar to the process, who might think if I don't get drafted, that's the end of it. But to know that after draft night and all the cameras are gone, you know, lights are off, everybody going home, that there's still an opportunity to make a name for yourself, uh, sign out with the team, practice squad, camp, training camp, summer league, whatever the case is it's not the end of the road so you know put the work in just like anything else it's always a possibility so thank you for that amazing insight i'm a complete nerd for stuff like this so
1: don't mind me <laughs> no, no, it it's all right it's uh yeah no it's definitely uh uh it's the yeah everyone has their own path you know yeah. everyone has their own path and you know there's it's never going to be perfect if, if you if you only think of it as a there's only one way to get to a destination. Exactly. Uh it'll probably be difficult to get there because if you have a roadblock, then, you know, like to to you like that might be it. Or yeah, someone else, there's there's another way around it. You right. Know, you have a lot of success stories uh you know in in the league and you know, really in life like that. You know, so it's yeah. uh it's important for, for, for everyone, you know, I, I would implore anyone, um, whether it's other prospects that are looking to play or you know, just you know, any young Antigans that have any dreams of doing anything to that they that they're looking to have success in, like there's there's no easy way around it. Like sometimes there's pitfalls, there's no guarantees, mm-hmm. and you just I think the biggest thing is you have to be willing to sacrifice to be able to get to you know where you want to go, yeah. and you just have to have faith in in what you're able to do, and and just apply that talk about working hard um, just for a minute Joe because
2: I don't think people understand quite how much you have to put into this game I mean a lot of folks think that you're talented and that's just going to be enough and I like the way, the route that you got to the NBA is not only interesting it's inspiring because it's a it's a testament to our work ethic as a people, not giving up, not being scared, not being intimidated, knowing that hey, me just be trying like a damn man I think um, you
1: know when when you touch on the hard work, like where that comes from, and you know for for when you talk about us as a people, like it you know for me it comes from my mom, like like my mother was. You know the one that instilled discipline in me you know she instilled you know a focus and and drive in me and in, in a way that you know there's some things that I just didn't know or understand because I was just young you know like she'd also tell us um you know uh, as I was older like uh um my sister was, what uh, was with this uh, Chalette, So Chilette. Uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> so like, like we we we'd be we'd be at home and it it'd be the weekend and you know she would like wake us up and it's early in the morning and we're like, well, why are we getting up like now? She's like, no, you have to if you have stuff to do, you have to make sure you do it now. Wake up early <laughs> and, and yeah, and, and take care of everything and then you you have, you have the rest of the day to you know do everything you have to do and. Um, you know, but, but even, even like just small things like that. And, you know, there was nothing given to us, like when we're younger, like if we wanted something, like my mom's like, look, I can't afford to, you know, get you this. Like, if you want this, you're going to have to find a way to, 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 to work for us. She provided us with everything that, you know, she, she possibly could, but no, like didn't grow up spoiled where, you know, as it's, uh, not to go off subject but kind of the gift yeah, yeah, what i'm able to do with with, with my daughter where mm-hmm. you know she's able to get a lot of stuff that like she you know it's it, they get it it's just they like, yeah, like, like yeah you 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 could get That's that <laughs> and, and people are going to give you these different things and yeah. you know but it, it doesn't work like that life is not like really like that but um my, my my mom was just you know she she was just saying you know just instilled in me like about like all the hard work and like whatever it takes and you're, you know to me I was never you know too big to like do do a job like I started uh started a paper route when I was twelve you nice. know because I I had to uh, like I wanted to make money and mm-hmm. I wanted sure. to be able to do stuff like. And like I, I'm still just a kid, like I just wanted candy, <laughs> you know. Like yeah. <laughs> I, I would, I, I would take the money, I would, you know, buy some candy. I'd buy like a, a, a like a sports or or or, or hip hop magazine or something like that. And yeah. then, you know, I'd, I'd give the rest of you know, like like the money to my mom for like well, whatever we needed in, in the house. I was like, I, I like this is all I need, and I was like, yeah. Look, this, like like this is it. And so uh, understanding understanding that and then as, as i kept on you know growing up and going older when i was 16 i worked at a chinese restaurant uh busboy dishwasher what? you know like whatever you know because like you're never a you're like, like i'm not and that's why i say like people you're not above that type of work and you have to work hard at right. you know, whatever job it is that, that you do and like that's what i made sure you know to to do and because if I wanted something like I was going to have to work at it no one was going to give it to me my mom wasn't <laughs> just going to say like oh here you go you could have this right. I was like nah it's like, like she, she didn't have money for that she was like no nah, I can't do it you know and so I'd have to you know if I wanted something I'd have to try to find a way you know to do it learn how to save learn how to you know you appreciated all those things and you're willing to do all that work and that 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 was my foundation that was instilled in me
0: what's the game they uh walk in song like the guys got the massive headphones what are you listening to on the on the ipad iP- iphone whatever what's your genre of music is the routine
1: uh for me that's all <laughs> yeah that's <yeah. laughs>
0: all <song>, my man
1: <laughs> yeah who's your favorite artist yeah for, for for me like like back then it was it was dance hall i'd wow. have like probably like especially back then it'd be like movado or cartel nice and yes. <laughs> and like like that's what i'd had because like like to me that's what like got me like you Pumped know up. like going yeah yeah, yeah. you know nice. so i would I would have that and that, that was as funny because like like that's more like like from, from my background because like like the guys <laughs> would like listen you no know, because like every, every, I was I was always like the quietest you know like like what around like you you might hear me on the court when I have to say something basketball wise mm-hmm. but you know you know people always like kind of want like like well what is the like, well, what's your listening to. they're like what's going on so they they listen and you know like everyone's north american right so they're all they're all, they're all american what so they're the like is what this is this <laughs> <laughs> also it was either movado yeah yeah, yeah exactly so like like b- b- before before a game like that's what i'd be listening to um you know but it was you know they for me like like that's what you know kind of got me you know like more locked in like 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 some like like hip-hop artists i i would listen to at different times like maybe later um especially like later on my career like like some of that stuff i would i would listen to but Mm. like like for me like like that was it and then if i was just you know like like just maybe like like just relaxing um or if if we were just like on the bus you know like after or something like that like a lot of times it'd be it'd be either like maybe maybe not as you know not just like a you know i, I don't really really want to say but n- not a more hardcore like dance all like tune or you know something lighter or like soca okay you know, like, soca okay just, like, like, uh, obviously like I, I would just uh i would just listen to listen to soca and so and it's funny because like I, I would put my teammates like on that where like I'd have them like, like listen to it. And they're like, why are you like, like, this is, I was like, look, this is, you know, like where I'm from this is part of my culture. This is what you no know, like, listened to like, exactly, <laughs> you know? So, um, you know, like, I, I grew up listening to like burning flames and you know, it's, it's different for, for me, you know compared to them because like, I didn't grow up on, on, on hip hop, you know, really, you know the same way they did. Like I grew up first, you know, you know, listen to soca like i remember like burning flames i was younger you know like going because i was i was in Antigua during the summertime so it's mm-hmm. carnival and, <laughs> right so so like all, all i'm all i'm hearing is like all the big soca tunes like for the summer right and so i'm yeah. used to that and then when i got to when you know i, I was listening to, to more music when i was in montreal Mm. I was, you know, I would listen to, you know, reggae dancehall because there's a large West Indian community over right. there, but a lot of, a lot of Jamaicans, a lot of my friends it's were Jamaican. Jamaican. Yeah. So I would listen to that. And then I started listening to hip hop and, mm. and R&B. So like, in terms of my preference, like it was always, you know, like soca and dancehall. Like, that's yeah, what up. I always wanted to listen to, you know, growing up. And it was out with my friends, like, that's what we'd want to listen to and like so uh, you know hip-hop was like third and like you know yeah. even though we <laughs> grew up in the area like that was you know yeah, your, like, we still liked it but who's your favorite uh dancehall artist favorite dance hall artist yeah uh well it, it's something it's more like like john's like I mentioned like mavado and cartel because like those are the two that I had I listened to the most like like while I was playing like around mm-hmm. that times but you know, like I, you know, I also grew up like listening to, you know, Bounty and, and and Beanie Man. And for me, it was actually one of the, and I was never like really like starstruck or anything like that. But it, it I would say it meant the most to me when I met people from, oh. you know, like, like from those genres and like from, from that culture, because like that was you know what I grew up on you know yeah. like I like I got a chance to like meet you know like Jay-Z and mm. you know like he he was over there and you know we're with there there's a bunch of people over there and I was like oh, okay like like hey you know like <laughs> okay like, hey. like, like Jay-Z but Jay-Z. like it, it made it, it, it meant more to me when I met like Beanie and Bounty like when I was in Jamaica <laughs> uh, with some friends and i got introduced to them and i was like wow and like like i took a picture and i was like oh like the th- that that's like i'm like more like like that was like, like yeah huge, that meant more to you, you know, like like for you know uh for me like i yeah. you know i've frequent you know uh enough carnivals in, in my time i was i was able to meet you know uh michelle and like but michelle actually like became you know became a friend because i was connected to you know through uh, Jamal McGore, who was um hmm. he lately like, J- Jamal McGore's Trinity and he, he is was their teammate. A, yeah Jamal McGlure is Trinity, yes. The, J- Jamal mm. Jamal was the one that, that brought me over. He was the first that brought me over to Carnival and he uh introduced me to a lot of different artists over there, like a lot of the people that I wow. knew through the Soga community. I've met so many artists like throughout that community and it was you know it started wow. through you know being him. He was like he he was really like, like, like my big brother. You know, mm-hmm. when I got over there, he came my second year in uh, in the NBA. And so he was, you know, really down for me. But, like, you know, getting introduced to, like, those, you know, like, those artists, like, to me was, like, huge, yeah. you know, right? And so, like, that may, meant more, you know, wow. to me, you know, than, you know, meeting, like, any other, like, celebrities, like, in, in America, like, with, you know, with all due respect, it yeah. was... Uh, yeah. We know what you're saying. <laughs> we got you.
2: Jumbo, come here. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm smiling from ear to ear, man, because that that, that to me is, is invaluable. Um, talk about today, um, the Montreal Alliance. Um, you were the new um, team. Um, what is your position on the team, and how is it now? How is your basketball, like? how is your life now um, on the other side of basketball?
1: Uh, It's been great, honestly. Like I'm really fortunate, you know, after retiring and trying to find my way, having no idea what was really gonna happen to kind of fall into this situation where, you know, I'm able to kind of return back to Montreal and uh, give back to, to the city through basketball. And it's with, like, the first professional team in years that, you know, the city has been, you know, dying to have. And now I get to be, like, a part of this whole process. Mm -hmm. I have a couple of rapid-fire questions to help people get to know Joel
0: Anthony. Um, So let's go. Uh, Tupac
1: or Biggie? Biggie. I grew up on the East Coast.
0: (laughs) All right. Michael or Prince? Ooh, Michael. Ooh, my man. All right. Favorite burning flame song?
1: Uh, Romans. Romans, okay, coming uh, yeah. true, coming true, yeah. Be true. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like I, I remember I had fond memories like just like when, when that song was on and I could, I could I I could say that if, if my sister has a watching it uh, which I'll probably tell her to to make sure she does like she will be laughing just because um we had we had great great times um in Antigua at that time yeah um, when it was out just yeah. when I, it I was the crowd. rapid flyer but <laughs> yeah so long story short uh I think if that might have been the year that there was a volcano in Montserrat, Um, but we had gotten stuck in in Antigua. My mom left, had to had to go, so we were stuck. Left over, we ended up going to Lions like every <laughs> like, every other night. Nice, and, <laughs> Joe, but those those spit out your juice. <laughs> We got the lions, like, gave yeah, it to the Romans um, it was every night, and and it was it was gentle and it was nonstop it yeah, no for us. That's but, when yeah. that, that's when lions was
0: lions. I'm yes, telling you. Yes, right, yes, 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 yes. All right, uh, let's see you this one. Let's see if you're an old soul. Favorite short shirt song. Favorite short shirt. Oh, short. Did your mom? Did your mom play short shirt tunes for you? No. Oh, okay. So well, we're gonna work uh, on that. I
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. All I right. was, my 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 mom was was more into like I think more than anything like classical music than oh, okay. church
2: music. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's definitely
1: church music, gospel, <laughs> and classical. She was like you, you know. She wanted me to play like the piano and violin, and mm-hmm. you know they didn't want to listen to. You know, not too much. It's funny, like now she talks about it, but I was like, you it's really her fault that I started to listen to Soka because she took me to uh Antigodrine for every carnival. Right. So, but um yeah, did d- didn't uh, didn't listen to much of that in uh, in the house. She was uh much more traditional. Gotcha. All right, yeah. poutine or fungi? Fungi.
0: Oh, okay, my bad. Fungi,
1: fungi, fungi. yeah, ha, 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 has to, ha, has to be, has to be fungi. Okay.
0: Uh, well, on that note, favorite Antiguan food.
1: Uh, duck and no, Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: wait. He's thinking. My grandmother's cassava. Um, my grandma's cassava cakes. She used to make so yeah, talk like, about it, Jomo. I, I don't know if you remember the like the the, the small uh yeah. the, the hey, small hey. stove like that, that that was like beside and, and, the house, beside the house. Yeah, yeah. Beside where like, we ate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so like like the, that. was when you know uh, I don't know. Like we we hardly like that. That was almost like never used. But like yeah. she would, like she, she had like some old stove over there. That she would be right. able to make like the cassava cakes. So I remember yeah. I would I would wait, you know, because she she wouldn't let me inside when, when, she was, when she was cooking, but like I would wait outside. Um and like the when, when she was done, uh it was it was like so some of the best that it, yeah. it was like the best I ever had. So yeah. uh yeah. She used it, to make that
2: with fried fish.
1: Yeah, it was yeah. bambola
2: She used to make that with fried fish. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Cassava so, the cassava cakes.
1: Right. Yeah, so, so like anyway, between between those two, between those two,
0: yeah. nice, yeah, nice, nice. All right, um, we're at time, we're past time. So, Joel Anthony, what can I say? It was such a pleasure to talk to you. Get some of those background insights. How to be a pro? How to get to being a pro? You know how to do it day in day out. You know from the time you're coming up all the way up. You know, consistency, work ethic, hard work, putting that work in, getting to the mountaintop. Above all the obstacles around them, through them, on them, you are the epitome of an endeavor and achiever, which is the motto of Antigua. Each endeavoring, all achieving. Congratulations
2: on all your hard <laughs> work and your <laughs> Um, I just want to say, man, um, I've always, uh, I remember the first game I sat with my mom and watched and <laughs> you got a rebound and she screamed. She was like, look at Joy! look at Joy. <laughs> <laughs> like
0: <you're> right there!"
2: <laughs> and let me tell you, I was, I was, I was not a, um, I didn't know much about the Miami Heat because I was a perishing Laker fan from since wow. the 80s. <laughs> but I could I couldn't say nothing about the Lakers man. All our focus was on following your career and we were so proud of you and just knowing you coming up and the, the kind of work ethic and the, the, the cloth that you came from. I think you're from. And uh um, you know and I and 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 um Mr. Anthony and your mom, and that whole and Florence. And I know that that work ethic showed in your professional career. Yeah. And um, I just want to say that I, I'm extremely proud to have known you. All of us. Most of my life. And uh, I just want to say that um, what you're doing now will go a long way. I think what you're doing with um, the Montreal team. Um, it's going to pay dividends. Uh, I think people are going to gain from your experience and, um, continue doing what you're doing and continue representing your country. And, um, next time we meet up, we're definitely going to do some look at it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll all go, right. Go. Sounds good. Sounds good. I can't wait. Yeah, uh... definitely.
2: Are you
0: on social media? Do you want to put your socials out there? People can follow you. Wish you well. No, th- this is this is the
1: time stuff. that I'm supposed to. Actually, you you've reminded me. I will be setting up my my social media account, so I have a public, uh, at least a public Instagram. Okay. Um, like I had I had an old Facebook account that like I I don't touch it. It's been full because there's a limit, so okay. I, <laughs> I filled that limit like when like like back when I was playing, and so. Don't really use that as much, and uh, outside of that, I'm more, more more on the professional side now. So I'm I'm, I'm, I'm on LinkedIn. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, LinkedIn is my social media.
0: My man, thank you so much. We're all very proud of you. Congratulations and everything. Thank you for being here with that TV. Have a great evening.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Once again, thank you for having me on here. It's been a pleasure. And, uh, you know, truly appreciate all all this and and the support. And it's been, you know, great uh, getting a chance to uh, talk and and catch up.
0: Beautiful. All right. Take it easy, my man.
1: Best of luck to you. All
0: right. Take take care. care. Bye.